This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast Survivor News Edition, episode 230, Bamboo, Palm Leaves, and Idols. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always, with your Survivor News Edition, you can watch this audio podcast over there on YouTube. Just type in Bryce Isaiah, subscribe, give that video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think. Your baby boys are back. Season 44 is on a roll and episode two definitely delivers. Jack Atkins from The Circle season two and Wendell Holland, the winner of Ghost Island and myself are back breaking down this episode. A lot of theories, a lot of thoughts, and your baby boys deliver, okay? And next week, if you are in the LA area, Bryce and Wynn Tour 44 will be stopping in LA for what is sure to be a great episode. A couple of surprises are confirming, so you don't want to miss it. So make sure you head over to the Bryce and Wynn Present Instagram page, and you can check out a list of all of our tour stops and grab your tickets, and we'll see you next week but listen it's time for survivor news What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back this week with your Survivor News. We have reassembled the baby boys and we are back after another amazing episode of Survivor Season 44, Episode 2. We welcome back the soon-to-be actor, Trader Joe's MVP, the Jack that is not Zach, but is the Jackery Atkins. What's going on? 
What's going on, baby? Good to be back. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, just gonna be add adding new titles all the time, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they uh, the people in the YouTube comments were enjoying Jackery being back. Okay, they said Jack is Trader Joe's MVP. But listen, we've got Jack here. Okay, is I'm he not- backery? Oh, Ooh. okay. He, he could be Bakery. Hey. Well, Strawberry Bakery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Strawberry Bakery. Well, I don't know, Jack. Is the has the Earth going around the Sun another time? We have the winner of Ghost Island. We've got the multiple host on HGTV. We've got the uh, another year older. Don't do that, birthday boy. <laughs> when DZ is in the building, would it do, baby boy? It is a pleasure to be back and another year older. And it's just good to be here with my baby boys. Let's do yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, I also just want to address the elephant in the room. Um, when DZ. So we've been doing Survivor News for I don't know how long. And I am just really a really proud friend moment because I know what Jack's apartment looks like. I know what room he's recording in. Jack's room looks like what it gives. Uh, for the longest time, when DZ has been room fishing us, the room that you see now, it doesn't really... It hasn't always looked like that, Jack. Like, it literally was a pile of S-H-I-T and then Wendell's desk. However, Wendell has to make room in his life. And he actually cleaned out that room. And I'm just happy to report that we no longer need to film season two of MTV's Roomfish because Wendell's room (laughs) is actually a room. So congratulations, Wendy. Okay. Okay, you got jokes. My listen here. I I got a stray there, but (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. I was saying, Jack, your room. Like I know a room you're recording in, and I know what it looks like. And your that that's what the room looks like. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a million clothes on the floor, but I mean, that's just how Jack get down. Am I lying, Jack? No. I see a fee right behind me. Yes. Other than that, it's not too bad. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, Wendell was just out here living a whole lie. But Don't I'm happy that. to report. No. Uh, you can even tell by how the photos are hung up on the wall. They're like, you know, I'm just happy to report that. They're in the same spot that they were. Okay. All I did was painted the rooms uh, with uh, your uh, help. Uh, with all uh, we did. All we uh, did. All. Uh, all we uh, did. All you and I did was paint the room and it's we left the <laughs> nails in place so that the pictures could go right back where they belong. Here's the thing, though, Jack. When I'm in <laughs> L.A. and I'm like, hey, Jack, I'm coming over tomorrow morning to hang out slash clean. Like, you know, you're like, OK, I'll <laughs> I'll leave the gate open when DZ will be like, hey, what are you doing? Come over. Let's talk. Bryson win. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then I have to paint. Like, I just feel like. Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to paint. <laughs> that's not. I'd be like, Perp, let's paint. Oh, you'd be like, cool. I'd be like, Perp. Perp just so we, we are clear. Be- Perp does not paint. <laughs> okay. All right. That's an- I'd be like, Perp, Neats needs us to go clear out her attic. That's what we're doing. Me, you, Dame Hatch. I'd be like, Perp, we got to go do some yard work. Me and you get out there and do some yard work. Um, again, kind of a lie, but that's fine. 
Come I'll on, be breaking the leaves for two hours and you're like, I got to put this box together. But anyway, listen, we are back. Sorry, because I, I, <laughs> I don't want to get into semantics. Uh, but we are back. And a great episode. You know, we just celebrated a Wendy's birthday. We did actually a random Philly pop-up. Uh, yeah. And Philly, and it was definitely a delight. So much fun uh, seeing some old and new faces. What was your thoughts on your birthday? <laughs> I feel like Wendell is low-key a jack with his buffs. We're like, Wendell, what do you want to do for your birthday? <laughs> Can we watch some Survivor? <laughs> we was like, uh, okay. Oh, man. That's coming so, right there. Well, the, the thing I'll say is I think about what makes me happy. And I have a good time when we, you know, get together and watch Survivor. And also, I thought, you know, if I were to invite 10 of my friends anywhere, maybe five or four or three would show up. So I figured if we just do a pop-up watch party, at least we'll have a bunch of our friends and our, you know, recently met friends through this community and everyone could come out and have a good time. Yeah, so shout out to all the people that came to our Philly watch party. Uh, definitely some Survivor OG fans and some new faces, which was great to see. There was even someone, his name was Jeff, Jack, and he literally looked like Jeff Propes. You know, you know how there's that new app uh, on TikTok, Jack, where you like show your face and yeah. then it'll show you what you look like younger. It literally looked like Jack Jeff Probst was on that app because he literally uh, looks like Jeff Probst and he had like, like a such young a, Jeff. A young Jeff. He had such a fun attitude and outlook and he was just like so excited to be there. So it was like just great to be around great people. But although I was around a lot of great people, I'm excited to be around the great people that we will be with next week as we take the Bryce and Wynn Present Tour 44 to LA. Let's go. We gonna see you out there, Jackery? Of course. You know I'm gonna be there and I'm bringing some friends too. So, man, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see where Jack's gonna put his buff. It's just one? Oh, they're, go- well, they're going all over. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, no, I don't know. I figure since we'll be out the West Coast as well, we hit LA and then we are hitting Seattle and Bay Bay. Now, what was the thing uh, hiding in plain sight? Mm-hmm. Don't let Seattle hide in plain sight. Okay. okay. That's my uh, word with play or play with word. Uh oh. Seattle. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, Seattle, we're coming. Uh, Bryce, we just released tickets to all of the events. Some of the events, like um, we sold out of a certain level of tickets, whatever. We just released a lot of tickets to all of the events coming. So if you've ever clicked on something and and didn't uh, get a ticket now, all tickets are available. New York finale is going to be available within the next week. And we are going. We're going to New York. I mean, Seattle, I I might be... uh... Popping up to Seattle too, so oh, and yes. the city Jack fans out there. <laughs> the Jack Shack pull up. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for Seattle. The event, uh, the space that we have <laughs> is going to be so fun and so interactive that it's going to be like a Bryson win that we've never experienced. So I'm so excited. Ooh. But you know, I'm excited for LA. I feel like you know, I love uh, LA. The LA love me. The weather is warm. So yeah, I'm just really excited. And you know, after that, then we are hitting, I believe it is 
Atlanta. It is Pittsburgh. It is Philadelphia. And then, you know, the shebang. Don't forget it, Boston. And, and Boston. Right? Oh, trust me, oh, Boston, Boston won't let me forget. <laughs> How okay. long are you guys going to be in uh, L.A. Or, or surrounding this event? We're, we get in Monday night. Okay. okay. So, yeah, Jack, let's... Uh, I was wondering well, if we could do some. Should this be off? No, Jack. Well, I, I mean, doesn't matter because uh, I was we'll wondering. Get, we'll we we'll get the details off the pod, but yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. get we'll get into stuff all week. Because yeah. the war dog wants to play. He does. He said. Uh, he said that. Um, well, he has yeah. a bedtime, so it's eight o'clock. So we got to do it before the bedtime. But yeah, so war dog wants to hang Tuesday night. We should grab food and eat somewhere cool. Hundred percent. Is Perfect. Trader Joe's open? I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Get the nah, yeah, general style restaurant too. So we could we could talk details off the pod, but man, I'm excited to have mm-hmm. you guys in town. The LA events are always so live. So if you're in the area, guys, you got to come out. It's going to be a great time. Now let's get into this episode. I'm so excited for this episode. I feel like we were talking a lot of how things could have, would have, should have played. And I feel like we got some answers. We got some answers. What I thought what was great. But listen, let's, uh, you know, let's give it to our official moderator of season 44, Jack Atkins. All right. Enough. All right. <laughs> well, you're so busy with the watch parties and stuff that no. it's hard to take those diligent. I'm home alone. <laughs> I'm in the lab. <laughs> I received that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Another good episode. Like the season's off to a really solid start. Uh, and just like you mentioned, Bryce, uh, I want to tie it back to sort of some things we talked about with the last episode. We had some questions answered, which I think was really fantastic to be able to like have the week to discuss like what what could have should have would have been and then get some closure and so i want with that being said i want to give some props to matthew because last week we discussed a little bit about and he explains this at the start of the episode you know we sort of said hey if if that shot in the dark play was to sort of leave himself kind of in the middle and like we said he probably clued in brandon to play his idol cuz he wanted to keep brandon but wanted to flush the idol and wanted to take out someone else and wanted to keep himself under the radar doing all of that that's exactly what he said happened and so i just want to give him some props cuz i think that was a really really great move and sort of a, a new use of the shot in the dark that like bryce was saying last week we haven't seen before and i th- i think it's a really smart play so wanted to give him some props on that what did you guys think about that so essentially he kind of uh he changed the game and now so people can't so people he's giving game people an option to abs- yeah he's giving people an option to abstain from voting um but you can only use your shot in the dark once so now we have a blueprint for all right if you don't want to show your cards and you think you can do it in this particular vote this is how you abstain from voting i think it's a game changing move I think it's even more than a game-changing move. Um, one, I feel like he takes away from if he needs to use it again. However, I feel like at such a pivotal vote, the first vote that you go to, to kind of sort of like, you know, when they say you make your first impressions, and it's like for him to kind of explain, right, sure. from going either way, and now he literally can pick to which direction that he goes. I just think, Again, season 44, we are off to a great start with Claire, 
you know, speaking to somebody during a challenge. We got my girl Lauren out here grabbing the right rock. And now we have what they say. Uh, we fall down, but we, we get up. up. Okay, Matthew might have took a tumble. <laughs> okay, but he has recovered <laughs> in such a great way. And just listening to, uh, I believe, Maddie's exit press last week, uh, I guess what we didn't see was that she was saying that her name was floating around. And I think the editors like kind of left that off the the episode because remember we were just wondering like sis what is you doing why are you playing yeah. uh like why are you uh doing that when it doesn't seem like and here i am thinking she's doing it for the reason that matt did it but i um i have very high hopes for matt because yeah i just feel like he is playing the game on such a high level yeah it's been he's been a lot of fun to watch um and then a little bit more camp life that we get at the start of the episode. We see um, <clears throat> Matt and Franny, their showmance really starts to blossom. Uh, Matt also talks about how he's going through a recent breakup. But man, it seems like there's a spark there with him and Franny, but which is really fun to watch. But also we see his tribe start to be a little bit more um, weary of it. And even see Claire telling Franny, like, you know, maybe get a little bit of distance because it could be a problem. <laughs> and so then they're like distance and then they're naming the grasshopper Ernest. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you think in a small tribe like this, this is better for a Claire or better for a Matt and Franny? Because uh, she sees them as the pair. You know, we know traditionally pairs, you know, get targeted. But in a small tribe, who is in a worse position, the two of them or the Claire? That's a good point, uh, because actually it's like they can be looked at as like, oh, we need to get them out. But actually, they might be stronger in numbers. And the one thing that I love about Franny and Matt is that it just seems like they enjoy their company. I don't really get like plotting and scheming, although they are. But I just feel like I get good vibes from them. Yeah. And like, I just am trying to figure out in my life is that, you know, I'm in my thirties and I, I'm trying to get somebody to text me back consistently. Like how do they go <laughs> on survivor? <laughs> the odds of that you get on the same tribe and then you just click like I, uh, survivor guys. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Where is my man? Where is my friendy? I like to, I, I'd name a grasshopper. <laughs> I think what is so great about this uh, pairing is that, they're not your traditional showman's pairing. It's like yeah. these two quirky people that have gotten together. And so it almost, dis I think it's a little disarming. And it, I think it makes them almost less scary because they're these two just people that you want to like, like likable people. They're not like, you know, the, the jock and the, you know, whatever. They're quirky, fun people. So... Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to watch the tribe, you know, maneuver in this. And if they keep winning, they don't have to make yeah. any difficult decisions. And yeah. who doesn't love who doesn't love a long palm from? Oh yeah. Didn't he say like what did he say? Like a, a fishing pole or a long pole? Something. Let me see. Oh that. yeah, yeah. He there was a like, lot of innuendo uh, going yeah. on. And you know I love a innuendo. Um yeah. And <laughs> no, it's like 
I agree with all the above. And then it's also from like a strategic standpoint, it is a good question, Bryce, because we haven't seen a showman's in a minute. And there's always this sort of like weird strategy element that comes into play with showman's is we don't always get to see it, but it is a good question of like, you know, I think a showman's put presents itself an obvious target, especially in a small tribe. Cause like if you're losing, you know, that's going to be a duo that's going to consistently vote together. So I think for the most part, it is sort of a situation where you might need to get split that up because it's like if one or two more votes goes down and they, they're going to have half the votes and like you can't do anything. What I will say is, especially because they are likable people, if you are like that natural potential like third wheel to them, I actually think being a third wheel to a showman is a great spot to mm-hmm. be in because you better if, if you if you can get to the merge with them, then it's going to be a problem still and so it's basically like your alliance is going to have a natural target in it before you and so you're never really going to be the pick i feel like and you're going to have people that you know are going to be loyal to each other and so if you can sort of slide in with them i think there's already sort of a natural loyalty kind of present in that group because there's trust between them so it's going to be like oh like i love you guys like i'm I'm just the third wheel like i want to work with you guys I think you're, they're going to kind of have a full sense of security and also be a shield for you. So if you have the right how, opportunity to work with the showman, so I think it's a it's an interesting play. How did that work out in uh, Millennials versus Gen X? Do you remember I, that show? worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. that's what, I, I mean, that's what I'm well saying. For, like for Adam, I mean, like, I mean, in, in the sense of like Adam, well, I guess he betrayed uh, Figgy, but... Like by being with them when he, he was on that the only tribe, one now. yeah, when he was on that tribe swap, he was like his name didn't even come up. He naturally was in a swing position because it was the two Gen Z, the two Gen Xers. I think it was Ken and Jessica, and then Figgy and Taylor, and so he put himself in a in a middle position. I mean, obviously, then he stabs Figgy in the back, and then Taylor like tries to expose him at the marriage, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, needless to say, I'm here for McFranny. Uh, I like them. I like the fact that they just can't stay apart from each other. Uh, but I do question like, uh, well, and again, maybe you can tell me this. It seems like multiple people have come to Franny like, girl. And then she's like, I've actually told him we need to like separate each other. Like, so I like, is that good strategy on her part? Because now she's like filling in other people, making it. Is that making herself more available to like what other people are saying, or is that giving too much information? I think it's better than it is worse, but it's just like I don't know. It's it's a weird thing to think about because I don't think you ever go out there expecting to get into a showman's, <laughs> and then once you like slowly or quickly do, then it, and you really like the person, it's hard to like actually separate yourself. And I like I don't obviously you want to try and you want to give the impression that you're not that close, but like in reality, right? Like they're going to be a showman no matter what. What is, what is the difference between, 
outside of the obvious. What's the difference between a showman's in a tight to alliance? Outside of the obvious. I mean, not that much. But the but the it's the obvious that makes it scarier. Because like, Mm -hmm. if you have an attraction to a person that might, you know, lead to something after the game, even if you have that attraction to someone, um, I think that makes it harder to cut that person as opposed to if you just have an alliance on the show. I think it's a lot easier to cut that person or to sway someone within that alliance to cut that person. You didn't see a relationship with you and Dom outside of the game? No, my our alliance is a non-traditional alliance. Like a lot of these alliances don't make don't aren't that tight and don't make it to the end and we saw in each other a a very clear path to the end. And also like a tight two alliance like that is I mean and this you, you said outside the obvious but the obvious is so important to know I feel like where you might have a tight two alliance and it might be a really scary thing, but you might just not be spending as much like quality time together that makes it as a, so apparent to the other players, right? Like you could have someone, you could have like a little secret alliance with someone that benefits your game and it could be a very tight, loyal alliance, but we not, might not be like flirting all the time. And so if people don't see us flirting. It's not as scary, I feel like. Whereas if you're like, yo, those people really like each other. They might not even like talk much game, but you just know that they're going to not want to betray each other because they're like into each other. Well, I also think of like Jesse and a Cody, like they were a tight pair that people knew operated together. Um, and for the most yeah. part felt as though they voted together. Uh, but then, you know, Jesse cut him uh, at when it was, which, isn't, which isn't really, I don't think that would really happen with many showmances. So that's like to Wendell's point of like, you could have a tight alliance, but at the end of the day, like, be willing to betray them but when you think it's like something that could happen outside of the game i think that's a lot more difficult to do i will say um on ghost island you had sebastian and jenna and rumor rumor they weren't really in a showmance before you know well on the show but anyway rumor has it they were sitting next to each other on the flight in which is already peculiar because like on the flight to the show you got two castaways sitting next to each other and rumor has it that they were just talking to each other the whole flight in. Oh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they get swapped here and there. And now they're on the same tribe with me, Laurel, Chris Noble, and we are Yanuya, the green tribe. And we're doing pretty well. We're just winning everything. So we don't have to make any tough calls. And they start like flirting and getting really close. And then, you know, ultimately they both get voted off and they get in this relationship. Um, which lasted a long, long time. On my flight to Thailand, only the only thing that was talking was my stomach. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, again, talking about two, I also wanted to talk about this conversation that happened right at the beginning of the episode. Brandon and Kane. Ooh. I thought that that was so interesting mm. because it was juicy. I feel like Brandon came back. He said, well, originally I was just going to play the idol to play the idol. But <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. And Matt is sitting there like, shot in the dark, shot, 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 <laughs> shot in the dark. And Kane is like, well, see, what had happened was I just thought I was... <laughs> with the numbers. With the numbers. Now, <laughs> mm. 
And clearly Brandon was upset. And again, he is in his confessionals was saying that I tried not to get upset or be angry because I didn't want to let my people know that I was upset and angry, but I'm upset and angry. Um, is there a world that Kane can come back from this? Or, or do you think Brandon is going to forever have his side eye on him? Well, first of all, again, they, did, they won this second episode, so they didn't have to make that tough decision. You win enough times with, and Kane is big and Brandon's big. You win enough times, you get it. Bryce. What? I don't want any reactions, okay? No facial. Kane is a um, larger person and Brandon is a larger person. Uh -huh. So strength wise, I mean, so like if you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> what I'm saying is they there's a po possibility that in a three tribe dynamic that they don't come in last place and have to go to tribal council before some kind of swap. So there is a world in which they can coexist somewhat until there's a swap. Would you be able to uh, let that go, uh, Jack? I mean, it's not easy, but I think a good player needs to be able to let it go or at least give the impression that they have. But like, honestly, like I know it's, it's, a, it's kind of a unique spot because Kane is the only person left who voted for Brandon, but it's like, you know, there's still two people that didn't vote. And if, if that's where the thought, the like Kane is the type of player where he's just going to go with the numbers. So it's not really like a personal, and he, he was kind of close to Maddie. It seems like, so I don't know if I was Kane, I'd be like, Hey, like it was, I didn't really have much agency. Like it, I heard it was between you and Maddie. Like I like you, but Maddie was kind of my, my, closest ally so i didn't want to vote for her and that kind of and everyone else was saying to vote for you that kind of left one option man and it's like it's a slow road to fixing that relationship but i think you gotta um really just kind of I, I don't like swallow your pride and just try to suck up to brandon and and try to fix her and then brandon it's like i don't know i think the logic of like that kane is presenting obviously you don't want someone who voted for you but like fact of the matter is it's if, if he looks really looks at it probably most of the tribe would have voted for him so it's just kind of like just because people didn't put pe uh pen to parchment doesn't mean that they're not basically just as guilty as kane is so if you're brandon honestly i feel like he is gonna be a little bit um more he's gonna hold a little bit more of a grudge but in reality it's like brandon you low-key still might be on the bottom of the tribe man so you kind of have to swallow your pride too and really try to just mend those relationships even even if it doesn't uh i don't know i think you just have to work to give the impression that at least like the relationship is fixed like whether you actually still want to vote them out or not up to you but you can't hold a grudge who's right. in a better position probably brandon probably brandon i would say brandon because brandon has matt yeah and yeah <laughs> i uh yeah. i think matthew kind of has the control on this tribe and Clearly, he stuck his neck out to save Brandon a little bit last episode. So it's like, why would you do that just to get rid of him? Right. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a problem swallowing my pride either. But um... <laughs> continue on. Where where we go next? Jen? Yeah. So next up, we have it's sort of a a big combination of all centered around the birdcage. And so 
it, we get a lot of content from both Tika and Soka. Uh, let's just kick it off with Soka because it was just a little bit more clear cut. But we get Danny sneaking off, um, finds the idol stealthily, does a little dancey dance, or finds the key, goes to the cage, recovers all the all the treasured goods, and then is able to replace some either the bag. I don't know if he waited, but replaces the bag, locks the cage, and as far as we know, gets away with it all without anyone even knowing knowing uh, any better. Um, and so Danny really, really crushed that. Um, yeah. What did you guys think about the whole Danny segment? I thought it was great. And clearly we can see what survivor is trying to do because I specifically watched that. And it appeared that the parchment that said that this is a fake idol was not attached to the other. So it is who would not put the parchment back and that fake idol. Uh, and yeah, my thing is, I thought it was great. Danny killed it. Okay. Danny said, when you at home, you looking for your phone keys, wallet out here, you looking for bamboo, palm fronds and idols. And so, um, I love Danny's energy and uh, clearly, um, again, I'm also loving Claire narrating. (laughs) I love Claire narrating the camp. Like I'm the lazy liaison. Laison, right? And yeah. she like, listen, we can't keep up with him. So, <laughs> so let's all just take a break. Like, you know, we could go at it in shifts. Uh, but I again I think Danny handled it the right way. And it's like, I'm not telling nobody, I'm keeping this for myself. Yep. Like, yes. He has it's, a lot of good one-liners for sure. That's what I, I was gonna say. Wait, when he was like, I don't know the best way to find an idol, but I know the worst way, and it's okay. not looking. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty true. Like <laughs> He said, as soon as he got it, he's like, I can't wait to tell everyone because <laughs> that's what people do. They freaking tell everyone. Then he's like, oh, wait, I'm not telling anyone. It's like, that's how you play Survivor. His yeah. energy, it's it's awesome watching him run around. It's almost like watching a Tony run around during Kagayan. High energy, fun yeah. one-liners. Doing somersaults. I'm, you know, hitting yeah. the floss. Yeah. Whatever. How, how do you do that, Bryce? Uh, Jack do? can show us. Right. This is such a like a 2015 the, dance though. Go ahead, Jack. Hit the hit it. I mean, I could do it, but it's not hit even it. cool. Well, let Jack, you make it cool. Set. Let's see it, Jackery. I feel like I'm like a 14 year old playing Fortnite. <laughs> no Let's disrespect see. to Danny because everything <laughs> other it's. I mean, it's like you just hit. Hey, a little, uh, hey, uh, hey Bryce, how you do it, Bryce? How you doing? Bryce is just hitting the quads. Oh, How you doing, Bryce? Hit the quads. <laughs> hit the quads. Yeah, you should have hit the corn. Right. Um, and then in the in the tra- in the trailer for next episode, we also see Danny uh, swallow eating some parchment paper. Not to get too ahead, but I just I'm ex- like I'm just excited about all of Danny's antics. It's a lot of fun. Can we stay on him for one minute? Um, the way so Bryce, when you said Bryce, fix what? your face. Can we stay on the topic of Danny for one minute? When you said you saw... <laughs> so I just swallowed my pride. <laughs> when you said you saw... <laughs> that was Jack. Jack swallowed his pride. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand in my pink slip at the end of this uh, this pod, okay? I'm, I'm, it's going to be... I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, I didn't know... You, I didn't know what... <laughs> so when Bryce, when you said that you saw that it was two pieces of parchment, mm-hmm. 
So feasibly, Danny can replace that parchment and the fake in there. Let's let's walk this through a little bit. This this is Survivor giving a, a very clear route to someone playing a fake idol and making for a great moment. But I I want, if you don't believe it or not, Jack might be in acting classes, but I am all for the theatrics. I want Danny to put the key back. Yeah. Put it somewhere and be walking with somebody <laughs> and be like, huh? like, you know, like kind of sort of hype it up. And then I, I don't know. I just there's so many ways. But all I know is I want somebody to play that idol and think that they are really playing that idol. They might play it for somebody else. Oh. <laughs> this is for my good friend, Claire. People have been targeting her, and I'm playing it for her to save her. Can you imagine if Eliza was on that season and somebody gave her that? She'd be like, yeah. Legit. Um, then, yeah, that's all. Wait, but the, I, I'm just still playing it through. Someone has this. They're at Tribal. They play it. It's a fake. They go home where that, their ally goes home. Now people get back to camp, and they're like, in this birdcage was the real parchment. Oh, what looked like a real idol. All right, someone here has an idol. It'll be crazy. Yeah. There's definitely options. Um until well, so Ooh, generally yeah. I don't know I don't know if I'd go for the replacement method because I feel like I'd rather like have it on hand and be able to like do something with it than just like let someone else find it. But nice. but what you are what you did mention that I think also could be a good play is like you put the fake back with the real paper. You go out with someone, like find it intentional, like find the key yourself. You'd be like, "All right, guys, like let's go open it up. Come on, guys!" And then you like bring everyone out. But you have you like Danny you has the, the key, or you got the key. You open it up. You grab the bag, and you're like, "Oh, oh shoot! I just found a real idol!" And everyone's like, "Oh!" And then you're like, "Yo, like just." Because you guys, I'm just going to play it next tribal. Like, I don't want to mess around. Like, straight up on my life, I'm going to play it next tribal. And then everyone's like, all right, we're not even going to vote for Danny because he's going to play it next tribal. You go to the next tribal, you actually play it. And then Jeff's going to be like, Danny, this isn't a real idol. And you'd be like, no. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, shoot, someone else must have the real idol. And then they're never going to think Danny has the real idol. And you basically buy yourself a free tribal. Because you're just like, yeah, I'm going to play this. Like, swear to God. Like, if I don't play, you could vote me out. Um, and everyone's going to be like, all right, well, we're not going to vote for Danny. Like, he's got right. the real idol. So you're, especially in this stage of the game, a free round like that could be huge. And then right. you save your real idol. Yeah. I would even love someone to start a live tribal. Like, if the votes are clearly going to Wendell, you pull out that idol and be like, you know what? I don't really like the way things are going. With Wendell, here's the parchment. Here's my idol. And I'm potentially going to play this with Wendell. Yeah. Then you walk over to Wendell and start the conversation and like start having the votes. I, I mean, I would just. There's a lot of options. Yeah. That, that threat of having an idol, especially with the parchment. We've seen it in recent seasons. Like if, when the idols open knowledge, people honestly just kind of stay away from that person. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think another thing you could do is you use if you if you're worried you're going to you're going to go home and you might want to play your real idol. You could play the fake one first, get everyone's reactions, 
And then if if they're like, oh, then you go play the real one. And like, but if they're like, oh, like you, you didn't, didn't need to play to that. that, yeah, <laughs> then you'd be like, I don't know. you know what else I thought of? Um, although, who got the you can steal all of the advantages, Sarah? Uh, can you imagine if I brought the fake idol and mm. she plays that, and you have to give her the fake idol? Because it's whatever is is this whatever Whatever's is you or whatever is Whatever's at tribal. So, Whatever's played. So yeah, so feasibly, someone might play that. Depends on how she has to. Depends on how she, the me- the mechanism, the way she plays that. You know, I don't think we know how it's played, but if someone plays a fake, he announces it's a fake. All right, here you go, Sarah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was like whatever you had in the thing, but I got a uh, question for y'all. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, <laughs> damn. Bryce is excited about something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not even going to say no more. Uh, <laughs> you got a kick out of it. Have, you, have either of you ever experienced putting your hand in a hole and, and a snake jumping? Out? <laughs> Has that ever happened? Right. No, because I'm saying Carolyn <laughs> Carolyn Bryce, Clyde, freak. Carolyn climbed that tree. She was looking for the snake. She was looking for the idol. Okay. And what she didn't know was she was searching around that tree and she said, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bryce. You uh, first of all, you would have been happy finding a snake, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, they ain't hiding the idol all the way up there. In the tree. <laughs> no, no. For any of you guys going out there, that's not where it will be. Okay. I and, thought uh, Carolyn was be like, maybe they have the snake guarding the idol, and I gotta go back up there. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past our girl Carolyn. It reminds me of the time I was searching through my son's feces for three days to find his uh, tooth. What a weird story oh that was. I found it. <laughs> I found it. First of all, Carolyn. <laughs> 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 oh, did you guys up. ever swallow a penny? Oh, a like what? Penny. A penny or a quarter? No. You know. Um, no. You know, some kids like swallow like things when they're younger. Like so, um, and then you have to go to the emergency room and the doctor be looking like <laughs> <laughs> the doctor. That no, Bryce. No. The doctor, where you going to? <laughs> oh, Bryce. Oh, I went and got a colonic. Oh, Bryce. <laughs> Bryce, this is disgusting. Uh, <laughs> what else, no, Bryce? You got no. another one? <laughs> what else, Bryce? Go um, ahead. Jack, when me and Winter got off the plane in South Africa. <laughs> 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 we saw some snakes out there, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but first of all, I, I love everything about Carolyn. Carolyn. I feel like I just love everything about her. I I just can't wait to meet her because I just feel like there is something about myself that I just, I feel like I, 
I feel like I just, I, I get Carolyn. Um, and again, I wanted to pose this question because, uh, hold on, where is it? Um, <laughs> I wanted to pose this question because interesting enough, right? The birdcage dilemma and shout out to uh, the people in the YouTube comments that said that they watched the birdcage. Like, yes, it's an amazing movie. Um, I am the idol, but I think it's so interesting because we have someone like a Danny who was like in and out and got it. And then we have someone like Carolyn and it's like Carolyn being herself on this tribe, her getting it worked out in her favor because she's Carolyn. Like I was so confused as the tribe, like when Carolyn went and got it, then yeah. she went back and was like, oh no, I got to put it back because they're going like, you know, and then it's like, it's Jam Jam, it's Carson and it's Helen and Sarah, right? They're walking back and they're like, something's been touched. It's been touched. And it's like, the there's only that, one person there, missing. There's only one yeah, person yeah. that's not. Y'all were the guns on the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> but because it's Carolyn. <laughs> okay. It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, Carolyn, do you have the idol? <laughs> like, you know, but also what I love is that I love how smart Carson is. And he's like, immediately because I've read these books about the FBI. I'm like, somebody's being deceptive. And they're like, Jam Jam's been so excited to get the idol. He's pissed. I know he don't got it. Helen Ball, like, I, don't, I just think the way in which how that tribe disseminated that information and, like, the fact that Carolyn was not with them, I <laughs> yeah. think it, like, it worked out so well for her. It was weird, yeah. Especially also because I think they were like, um, when didn't they ask her like when you went and looked over like this other spot? What did you? And she was like, just more snakes. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't they like control like this? Like seeing a snake on Survivor is pretty rare, right? Like you'd think if she really did see like four more snakes, she'd be like, <laughs> she's like, you're not gonna believe it. <laughs> more snakes, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so strange that if. <laughs> If four of them are together the whole time, and know, one is not, really weird. And then four of them pull up on it, and something's different about it. That Carolyn is so, um, she's such a character that they're right. not like immediately she has it. They're looking they, at the four of them as if one of them cloned themselves or something. They're underestimating the fact that she is so reactionary. And even Carson was like, wait until I tell Carolyn. Like, you know, like, we got to tell her. She's going to flip out. And it's like, in that moment, like, Carolyn walked over and they was like, look, Carolyn, it's been open. She was like, oh, yeah, somebody touched it. <laughs> like, uh, it really played in her favor. And I don't know. I just love it because I just feel like sometimes when you go out to play Survivor, you want to <coughs> fall into these different roles or like, you know, I got to be so strategic. I got to be like, so myself. And it's like, actually, no, for somebody like a Carolyn, it just worked out perfectly for yeah. her just showing up as herself. Another thing that I wanted to notice was Jam Jam. I love how Jam Jam is like, he goes from super fun to like, I see his seriousness. But he's like, I mean, listen, y'all, let's go out. And look for the idol just for fun. 
Like his undertone of like, no, but I'm really out here looking for the idol. Like I was just like, okay. Like, I just like the fact that how he masked like his actual intent and like his bubbly fun self, which in my opinion tells me that like, y'all better not sleep on Jam Jam because like he is, I don't know. I just, I like the way he, wields his power in such a fun, friendly way. But honestly, I just love everything about the Purple Tribe because it's like, you have a Carson who's like, I'm a NASA engineer. I don't want to let them tell me. Like, I don't want them to know how smart I am. Then we have like a Helen. We have a Sarah. We've got a Jam Jam. We've got a Carolyn. I just, I think the dynamics on that tribe are just yeah, so amazing. Yeah, fun tribe, for sure. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Carolyn, friend of the show too, right? She, she gives a listen. Yeah, she said uh, when she was flying out to Fiji, she had downloaded the Amorian Icebox song because we were singing it on Survivor News. Hey. Uh, we Shout out to you, Queen Carolyn. One more question on this t- uh, subject matter. When you were talking about Carson, the man is so smart, right? Uh, we, like him. we love Carson. Um, but I will say what he said when he was reading this body language is, what was it? Helen's. Hands were crossed. Crossed her arms. So she's got something to hide? Yeah. Also, Jam Jam said it about Sarah. <laughs> Jam Jam was like, she's touching her chest. And then Sarah said something about Jam Jam. And she was like, yeah. All the fingers were being pointed. It was like everywhere. a murder mystery, and they're all, yeah. Honestly, also good on Sarah, because she was able to like clear out her bag and stuff without, I don't know what, what she did with her advantage, because she's already found one. Mm. But they, they didn't, they didn't find, figure anything out about that, so. I also thought like Purple Tribe, love y'all, but don't y'all think like if we were searching each other's bags? Yeah, you I'm would search get, other people's. You bag. would search other yeah. people's bag because like you could just hold the idol at the bottom. And I believe somebody even did that on a season before, where it's like it's yeah. easy for you to just wrap the idol and like your underwear and pull it out. And but yeah, it yeah, was like the I, honor system. Yeah, everyone was hand your bag to the right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, but also, they didn't make Carolyn dump her. I know, I know. <laughs> Crazy. They're probably afraid of what would have been in there. <laughs> and then was, you think of it. tooth is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then you think of it, the one, they, they just checked everyone's bags except for Carolyn. Carolyn was the one person not there when the idol was found. And they're still not pointing fingers at her. Yeah, Unbelievable. Weird. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to say about so now that all the bird cages have been opened and all the all the goodies have been found, I think what I what I, I believe this is true is that I think all of the fake idols for each tribe Look is different. looks like the real idol for another tribe. So like Danny's fake idol was like the little coin, and then Carolyn found the real idol and it was like the little coin, and then her fake idol was like the beads, yeah. and then I think. I guess on the um, the Ratu tribe, I think I don't I don't know if it was the same, but I know that the Danny's fake was the silver coin, and Carolyn's real one was the silver coin. So now there's like a potential for like that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, oh, uh, they're doing it this season. Do we have Carson from season forty four on the podcast? Like, okay, <laughs> Jack. Yeah, yeah. Good on, <laughs> Jack. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, I just thought that was, I mean, yeah, now there's a, a whole lot of potential for like, I mean, at the very least, it'll be like, what, if Carolyn plays hers, Danny's going to be like, huh? <laughs> like, I thought that was the fake one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be really, that's going to lead to some cool stuff. Yeah. And they will assume, because they've seen Survivor, that there's a birdcage on each try, right? You would assume yeah. that they would assume that. Yeah, I think and, so. And then, yeah. And then you get like a Danny with his fake one that looks like the coin. Yeah. And then he sees it post whatever merge or whatever he see or post swap. He sees this other coin. He's like, nah, that's a fake. I know it. Yeah. So he plays it and it's a real. Yeah, this is a. But then if they play it and it's real, he could be like, oh, well, that just like drove the stock of my fake one all the way up. Because now if right. I have yeah. the note and I have that, it's. It just looks real. Yeah, that's going to um, lead to some yeah. things. But then I'm not sure if, like, it's the same with, um, I don't know, what was Danny's? I think Danny's real one might have been the Orange Tribe's fake one, uh, mm. too. But I think that Carolyn's fake is the, the real one on the Orange group. So I don't, there might be, I don't know if it goes all the way around, but I know that the, with, at least with the silver coins, one is real and one's fake. I'm sure it goes all the way around because, like, all you need is, Three yeah. sets of two things. Yeah, but then Carolyn's just... fake idol was just a, a little, like, string of beads. Was, yeah. And I, I was like, I don't think that, that wasn't what Brandon played, I don't think. I don't know. I thought Brandon played, like, a real, like, little circle idol. But anyways, um, yeah, I thought that was cool. But moving on, now we're at the immunity challenge. Are we ready to die? Yeah. So uh, this one's just an obstacle course. You know, they got to go over and under nets. They got to raise the ladder. They got to cross over the bridge while they're holding it with the rope. And then it all culminates in a, um, like one of those vertical snake mazes where you have to guide the boat. We did this one in South Africa, I remember. Uh-huh. It was a lot yep. of fun. Yes. But um, yeah, so fun. That's a fun uh, puzzle, pretty fun challenge. Um, ultimately, and they're playing for uh, fishing gear as a reward as well. So the, the winning tribe gets a full set. Second place, I think, gets a mask and like a snorkel and maybe a spear. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, it, things are pretty neck and neck going into the the snake um, maze. Uh, and it, it turns out that so Matthew ends up kind of dominating it. And then. It's pretty close, but Josh ends up pulling it out for uh, Soka, giving them second place uh, and sending uh, Tika to tribal council. And, and Matthew tells Jeff that he had built this at home and had been practicing it for years, which wow. not sure I would share that information. <laughs> yeah. TMI, brother. <laughs> Tell, say that after, you know, yeah, nope, yeah. TMI. But guys, what 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 were our takeaways from the challenge? I love these three part challenges. I love that. I love the team building. I love the the physical aspect. For me, it was the people sliding down the slides. Uh, I just you know jam jam's face sliding down. I think uh, Claire had another funny face. Uh, and again, I um 
I don't know why my heart beats so much because I like it when we do these challenges and then there are two people. And I feel like when Survivor has done the snake challenge before, I feel like uh, it's been a two-person challenge. Uh, so it always makes me nervous when you get to the end and it's that one person that steps up to do it because ultimately, if you don't get it, then your hand is going into the snake's nest and I don't know what's jumping out at you. Uh, so, but I, again, I love these just combinations of challenges. I think that it's great. And again, if you want to be a, not an outlier, but it's just a challenge that you can kind of sort of be able to hide in plain sight. Yeah. I, um, at the beginning of the challenge, Claire sits out again. And I think Probst stirs the pot a little bit. He's like, is that a volunteer or a tribe decision? And she's like, I want both. And he's like, hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there was like a reward that we missed because I thought you weren't allowed to sit back to back. Maybe. That is a good point. Well, normally. But then there was a reward in this challenge too. Right. So was I was just curious because was Claire the only person that sat out? Yeah. So I was curious if maybe Claire was like, let me sit out again so that I could probe someone else. But oh, that's a good point. But yeah, it was the other tribes both had five. So it was just right. her. Um, Do you think they'll start to look at her like Claire is sitting out, not because she's not great at challenges, but because she has an ulterior motive around this sit out bench or anything like that. Do you think her tribe might look at her that way or anyone? I, hard to if say. It happens again, maybe. There have been challenges where um, I know on my season, Alexis set out a couple of challenges just because she was having some issues and they didn't really like broadcast it. Yep. So she kind of was sort of forced to sit out. I wonder if that's a thing and we don't really know what's going on. I, if, if that was a thing, if she was having some sort of issues, I don't think probes would have uh, probed. True. But anyway. I don't really know. I mean, her child... Is pretty like she definitely looks like she would be solid in the challenges, but her yeah. tribe is also pretty solid all around. You know, like Heidi is a competitor, Franny yeah. looks like pretty athletic. So, right, I don't know. It's definitely a little weird. Like, I would have thought Claire might have played this one, but maybe, yeah, I, I, I'd say as far as Wendell's question goes, if it happens again, maybe there's maybe there would be something more but where you're you like, yeah. You know how it is, though, Wendell. Uh, I mean, I've only gone through this three times. But when someone does have to sit out and everyone, like, sometimes you'll just stare at each other because no one really wants to. And then Jeff will be like, five seconds, y'all. So, again, maybe it could be Claire thinking, like, let me just step up since nobody wants to, like, I don't know. Because yeah. sometimes that is a thing. That's probably, like, what it, yeah, that's definitely a factor. Because when no one wants to sit out, it could be awkward. So if you're just kind of like, I'll do it. Like, like, right. I'll take one for the team. I mean, and again, she is the self-proclaimed lazy liaison. So, I mean, maybe she's like, let me get my break in. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Or maybe she's gonna, maybe she's gonna be really good in challenges and just kind of wants to hide it a little bit um, for the time being. I don't know. But. And it's like, do they really notice if they win? I think more so if they would have lost, it would have been more of an issue as opposed to winning. Like you said, with like Brandon and Kane situation like this, like you can sit out, but if we win in, who's really taking notes? Besides Jeff Probin. 
Speaking of Brandon, I got a question. What's that? Did you take note of his wardrobe in this challenge? <laughs> he had these canvas vans on. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, they fly. Like, I, I just see other people with like water shoes or hokas or running shoes. <laughs> and then you see him with these canvas vans. And I'm just like, bro, that can't be the ideal survivor challenge sneaker. Brandon has gone for style. True. Style points on a bean. You gotta have the style points. Yeah. But yeah, and then when finishing it off with Matthews, uh, I just wanna touch on it. Like, I think it was a really bad idea to be like, yeah, I built this and I've been practicing it for years. Cause if you if you've done that, it's like, what else what did else? you do to prepare? Yeah. Like and like clearly you really want this. And like obviously everyone really wants it, but Carson says after is he's like, yeah, I like 3D printed like puzzles and things like that. But I'm not going to tell that to people. Like, what's the benefit? There's no benefit. So I think we love Matthew. And clearly we know Matthew is excited. I am thinking that Matthew's Achilles heel is going to rear itself. And it kind of sort of already has with him climbing the thing. Like The Rock said, sit down. But again, I love his excitement. I, I almost feel like uh he might get overplayed. And that like, you know, like because he's just but yeah, he's gonna go too too hard in the paint. You uh know what happened when you go too <laughs> Carolyn, if you're watching this right now, we love you. If you're listening to it, I mean Bryce continues to put your image. <laughs> up where you are covered in mud and screaming. No press is bad press. (laughs) Listen, we love Carolyn. I think when we get to this, so my question is now that we know the purple team is going in, automatically who do you think is going home? Carolyn. I thought it would be Carolyn but obviously we know she has the idol. Um, But from a sheer numbers standpoint, I was thinking it would be Carolyn. But also um I will say, even like, assume with with these, you assume that she might be the one on the outs because she's a little quirky, right? Um, and then you also make another assumption that okay, she seems like the person that wants to talk about this idol or share this info. So it's like, Carolyn, we love you. We want to watch your incredible character do what you do this season. Do not tell someone about this idol. Do not like. And as we see throughout the the rest of the episode, like. She does right with, with the yeah. idol in her pocket. But you can tell that it is weighing on our good sis, Carolyn, because she is ha- having to hold it in. What I thought so interesting was uh, Sarah, Helen, and Carson. Mind you, I love this their alliance that they formed, but I'm like, Cardinal Rule 107.342 is so they came up with the consensus for Carolyn. And then it's like the way that they presented it to Jam Jam was all wrong. How they like, do it? Well, they went up to him and were like, the census is Carolyn, right? So, and of course, they're trying to have an open forum, right? But if it's just Jam Jam and y'all three, like, mm-hmm. what is he really supposed to say in that situation? Like, I felt like they should have sent a representative over 
Hey, Jam Jam, what you thinking? Like, you know, because it never really was a point of like, what are you thinking? And I feel like Jam Jam in that situation mm-hmm. did exactly what needed to be done. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, why would you ever go with who they're telling you to? Like, it just like, and so again, for Jam Jam to have that wherewithal, mm. to like know that there are another options around. And again, Clearly, if y'all are presenting Carolyn to us, who, well, one, who you presenting to Carolyn? And two, y'all are letting me know that y'all are three strong. Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. And I don't know what the status is on people knowing whether Sarah has her vote or not. But obviously, if you know that she doesn't have a vote, you have a lot more leverage. because. Right. You know, I think that might have factored in, like moving forward, like Carson is kind of ends up in a swing position, um, and that could have been a big factor in Carson's decision. Where if if Jam Jam wasn't on board, you're not going to make it a tie, so you kind of got to get on on their side of the on their side of the vote and and uh, avoid the tie and send Helen home. I don't know. Yeah, t- speaking of Carson's sort of central position in this vote, like if you guys were in his shoes, what would your approach have been? I mean, I feel like Carson is the Matthew on this tribe. He is the swing vote. And I feel like he had a good sense knowing that. Um, I I mean, clearly, he went with the other side. Because, again, and another thing that I love. Sorry, just a little off topic. uh, I just love that Jam Jam is their strongest player. And they see it and they know it. And he delivers. Like, oh, Mm. sorry, just a little... that's for true. You know, yeah. and again, sometimes in, I'm just talking for representation wise, um, for a, a queer man of color to be bigger, you know, normally you don't equate that to strong and, and but I just love the fact that like, you know, he carried that tribe. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, for me, it seemed like uh, Carson was super close with Sarah and Helen. But for me, it's like, okay, maybe Carson really is playing this game. Well, Bryce, but what's his motive for going the other way then? Like, yeah, yeah, he is really playing this game because he just like, we saw him make this alliance with like the young crew. And now he's like, I'm going with y'all. But it's, what's the why? Because boys just don't want to have fun. Uh-uh. Oh, boys just don't want to have fun. Uh, like you know i think again carolyn be and i'll get this just my assumption uh carolyn just being herself jam jam being strategic strong but still jam jam carolyn being carolyn and maybe carson is saying if this is the final three who would i want to align myself with more a sarah and a helen somebody that's strategically from what i could see playing this game or is my better shot in the dark with a jam jam and a carolyn Yes. So, so that, that could be, that could be it. He's thinking, man, okay, I can choose right now. And I'd rather go with people that I think I might have a better shot against, as opposed to people that seem like they might give me a run for my money. And tell me if this is something, right? Carson went with the plan that Jam Jam and Carolyn brought to him. That's big. 
You know what I mean? Like, so again, like I just look at that situation as to, because before he's bringing them information. Now, it, I don't know. I just feel like this cohesive team of them uh, works out really well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was wondering the same thing, though, because I thought, I don't know, if I was in Carson's shoes, I, I really thought that I would go with Sarah and Helen. You know, it's right from the jump, you know, it's same age group. It felt yeah. like they had a really friendly vibe. Honestly, I thought, you know, going with Helen and Sarah, two really smart, strong players, like that, I, I'd actually prefer that shield because now if I go with Jam Jam and Carolyn and that becomes an alliance and I'm, if, if I'm on the outside looking in on that alliance, I'm going to be like, all right, who might be calling the shots there might actually be Carson because, you know, Carolyn's not going to be the big threat in that group as far as like uh, guiding the vote. Um, and so I just think you're kind of putting your, I don't know. I feel like if you went with Helen and Sarah, like a, they have a really good rapport and it's probably going to be a really solid group um, for a while. And then B it's like you have some shields in your alliance, which I think is always solid. And, but what I would guess happen is that I, I'm guessing the fact that Sarah didn't have a vote might've come out. And so with that being said, I'm guessing jam jam probably kind of strong armed Carson not in like a, I'm sure he did it pretty like tact, tactfully, but Jam Jam was probably like, look, I don't want to vote Carolyn out. So like, if you want to make it a tie, like feel free, but like, I, I don't, I can't, Jam Jam was probably like, I, I can't vote out Carolyn. So that, like, what's the other option? Um, but I don't know. I, I, I also see the benefits of going with Carolyn and Jam Jam. I also feel like one, maybe Carson going with Carol, uh, going with uh, Sarah and Helen was a safe, you know? And sometimes people in Survivor, they just always play a safe. And, you know, baby boy Carson out here trying to make moves. Another question is, who do you feel like, say if Carson went with Helen and Sarah, as opposed to with Jam Jam and Carolyn, who do you think this move, if you're Carson, would be more indebted to you? Um, like, I guess, but we also see Carolyn, like, now, like, I thought it was weird that Carolyn was very, like, oh, Carson, like, why would you even want to vote with me? Like, and I thought that I, was a good question. Though. It is, but I don't think that's a question you actually want to ask the person because it shows that you're not really, like, fully trusting them. Now, maybe Carson's like, okay, once I vote with her, I'll prove myself and she will feel, she will feel indebted, um, which is a good point. I also feel like Carson's relationship with, like, Jam Jam is probably probably closer with him than maybe anyone else like maybe that's something we didn't see either where Carson's like yeah the Carolyn's kind of a wild card but like me and Jam Jam can run this tribe down to the two you you know I agree with that statement you know why I agree with that statement when they were at tribal and Jam Jam was like my antennas go up Carson was <laughs> dying at that joke like Carson was losing it yeah. uh, I mean Cause it is like, I don't know. Maybe Carson's like, if, if I go with Sarah and Helen, like Helen and Sarah might be a, a tighter too. Not that we've fully seen it, but they just, you know, similar age. Like I, I could see that they're like pretty friendly. So maybe Carson's like, you know what? Worst case scenario, like if this tribe gets down to it, hopefully I can make, put myself in the, in the two or and also now it's like, we can't, we can't uh, cancel out the fact that like, if they go to tribal again, maybe this time it's like Carson 
Sarah grab Jam Jam, and then they vote out Carolyn, and then Carson's going to be the swing vote. I don't know. I don't know that at that point, Jam Jam would vote out Carolyn, but I think it could be a classic, like almost like a Kageyan where Cass and uh, Tosh were like, "All right, first we're going to get out. We're going to take out Carrot." But then at at some point they're like, all right, Spencer might actually be an asset to us down the line, so we gotta take out. We're just gonna take out um, Jatia, who, as far as like stand in the game, similar kind of similar to a Carolyn. Question for you, Jack. Uh, I think in our hypothesis of why Carson went with Carolyn, riddle me this because we know that they know there's an idol. So, and I, I would think that the way that people voted was also in the event that someone played an idol. Mm-hmm. So, make sense, try to make sense of that, you or Wendell, of... Oh, yeah. That- I think also I saw someone talking about the fact that based on Carson's read on body language, he oh, probably he thought, thought it was Helen. the most likely that Helen would have the idol. Mm. So, and if he really thinks she is voting Carolyn, then it's like, okay, put, put a vote on her. If she plays the idol... Carolyn's gonna go home, but like, yeah, I th- I think that stuff that was probably a factor too. I also thought of it as uh, the same way, but for Jam Jam's benefit, right? Because Jam Jam thought it was Sarah that had the idol, and so he's like, if I get rid of Helen, I have a relationship with Carson, and now Sarah is kind of sort of out on her own. So that could have been as well, but also. Can we give props to Carolyn for yeah. not actually playing the idol? Can you imagine? Uh, from what we have seen of Carolyn and how vocal and how, you know, when Carson said that he would vote with them, Carolyn got down on the floors, got uh, and started sprinkling herself like. So I think that people might be underestimating Carolyn because, again, she showed up as her full self and we get to see it and, and I love it, but the fact that she was able to hold it in and not play an idol. Kudos to her. Um, yeah, she fell down. She, 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 she was getting up. She was like, I'm not normal. <laughs> yeah. And she, she embraces her, her strange and I love that. Um, I did have a question about tribal as far as Sarah. Do you think do you think that Sarah knew where the boats were going? Or do we, do we know if she knew? Because um, she didn't vote, right? So it's like, right. you have yeah. I would lean towards probably not, but because like, if you are suspicious that Helen has the idol, you don't really want to tell Sarah. Yeah. Um, and also, just given now her standing in the tribe, it is something that you could probably just go to her after tribal and give her the explanation. And she doesn't have a whole lot of a like much other choice than to be like, "Okay, <laughs> sounds good." <laughs> I don't know. So I also have a, a question for you, gentlemen. You know me; I am very big on the third boot. Mm-hmm. And I post this to Twitter and Twitter was getting me together mm-hmm. uh, because, in my opinion, Helen is the second boot. But my people on Twitter said that when Jeffrey snubbed Helen's torch, he said the third person voted out of Survivor 44, Helen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird 
ver- terminology from Jeff, but I, I think I would say this is the third boot. You know, like obviously the like Bruce's situation was a little bit uh, not a vote out, of course, but like the third person out, I think is you know the, the third boot basically. Yeah, I think we we should. I think we should just get into that habit of calling that third person out the third boot. Yeah, for okay. to make it easy. Okay. So, so would you accept her into your oh, um, exclusive uh, and very uh absolutely first of all for her to come off the purple tribe mm. um I love my sister Helen and mm-hmm. you know I reached out to her sent a little message but yeah no I am honored and privileged I'm so sorry that your time was short but there is a life after and you know I hope that she takes this title with bells and whistles on and to the rest of the people that are on the tribe, I don't even remember their names. Um, <laughs> but no, I, uh, you know, I think at, we all sign up for this game and in order, if you love Survivor as much as Carson and Jack love Survivor, then you understand that there are people that go home early and that are people that make it to the end. Regardless of that fact, we all are Survivor players and my hat's off to Queen Helen. She went home extremely too early. She was extremely talented. But, you know, that's sometimes how, you know, sometimes you got to swallow your pride. And we love Queen Helen and we accept her with open arms. I have this purple beanie that just happens to be sitting over here that, you know, I will. It's better than a million dollars. (laughs) I will bestow this beanie made out of crystals onto the the third person eliminated to the new club of the third elimination we welcome we love and we honor you Mm. Mm -mm -mm. okay now helen gonna go on get her own talk show Mm. get a tesla endorsement Mm. Vans going to call her because mm. mm. Brandon was wearing Vans and they going to call Helen and mm-hmm. it's going to be Queen Helen. I know that's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Is Tesla that her new was, nickname? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tesla was going to call Sammy <laughs> but his mom didn't want it so now they going to call Helen. I want a Tesla. Real. So tell Helen to swing me one of them things too, please. Yeah, I mean, but all in all, another great episode. Like I, again, I'm loving this. Season's off to a good start. Yep. I'm excited. Well, I guess is is that the end of the episode? No, it's time for. Oh. Jack no. name that <laughs> situations will arise in our life, but you gotta be smart about it. Celebrations with the guys I sacrifice. Oh, you 
I love you. You are my girl. Come on, take it with easy. Got the world of you. But here's a steady lyric. You don't have to call. It's okay, girl. I'ma be all right tonight. You don't have to call. I don't be typing in the words, Jack. I see those fingers move. Just answered some emails. Oh. Okay, Lauren. No, no. But what is so I do know that Jack Harlow sampled that song in a song, uh, but Jack, I don't. You, Jack is terrible. Jack, you get him out of here. This guy, uh, this person goes through three decades in the game. God, okay. Jack, disappointing. It's not a Morion, is it? No, no. Okay, um, let's give him another one. Uh, <clears throat> Same thing. Go ahead, what you got? Part one. This is just God punishing me for my spins. Oh. I truly understand how to treat a man. This is what I need. Well, truly I spice sample this. How to treat a man. I need a girl I could be with. Okay. Uh, 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 so, okay. I think I spice sample that, though. All right. So, Pop, you could breathe again. Go ahead. <laughs> Go stop. Now, take it to the top now. Okay. I need All, right. Right. All right. Who was that? No, wait, Jack. I need a How am I ever supposed to learn right, if you right. never give me the answers? I need a girl <laughs> be my wife. I need a girl in my mind. I need a girl in my life. Okay, that wasn't wait. the part one I was thinking about, but I was sure. thinking about uh, these are my confessions. Uh, That's when I thought I said, one on the way. My confessions. Man, I'm going, and I, I don't, don't know, know what, what to do. do. I guess I gotta, gotta keep, keep on doing my confession. This is gonna be the thing. This is you don't know this song, Jack? I don't know, Eddie. I think we need to amend this segment. No. You guys should send me like three artists nope. each week, and I could listen up on them, and then you pull out something from the catalog. All right. Well, listen. How am I supposed to just randomly know these songs? Carson would know. This would be like, no, he wouldn't. (laughs) Oh, Jackie. This would be like me quizzing you guys on songs from like 1960 and just being like, oh, you don't know this random song from the 1960s? How do you not know that? And I'm giving you no. Feel your deep dark breath if, if I never make love to you once, once again, again, please understand. understand. Yeah. And I, I promise you, I promise you, that I don't ever breathe again. Breathe again. Breathe, breathe again. Okay, Jack. The first never, three artists never, never. were Usher. Breathe again. Okay. 
Okay, this artist was Tony Braxton. <laughs> Jack, you're you're I'll bad. Tony, man. <laughs> Do you know who Tony Braxton is? No. <laughs> Unbreak know, my heart. Say you love me again. Undo this hurt cause when, when you walk yeah. out my door and walked out of my life, cry these tears. Dog child, he wasn't man either. Didn't you think that I was so bad? You think that was my man, but I chose to let you go. How did you pick? That's the care about it. Like MJ a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is over. Uh, <laughs> I'm never gonna get her. I gotta, I gotta take care of some business. If you guys uh, actually give me like an artist to study up on, then then I have no excuse. But right now it's like, well, I mean, like we give you the artist, especially with study up on, and then sit. We sing the artist's songs, and you know the artist. Yeah, that's me getting cultured. But if you guys just sing random songs for you that from before I've, I was born, how am I just supposed to randomly know them? I've got the answer. Well, we are with you next week at LA. We gonna put we gonna put Jack onto the WGAS Wendell Wendell Station. Jack, do you have I'm down. iTunes? iTunes. Jack's a Spotify. Uh, Jack's a Spotify. Yeah, we are, yo, our old. God damn. <laughs> what the, what is, the old people? iTunes. <laughs> what the, what you turned 60? <laughs> I meant Apple Music. <laughs> I meant Apple Music. Oh, oh, Apple Music. oh no, I use Spotify. Jack. Jack. Whoa. Let, me, let me see your iPod. <laughs> Jack, do you know what an iPod is? Jack, do you have it? Yeah, you have I know a, what I, I used to rock with the Jack, iPod. Do you have a Walkman? <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> Jack, I take it back. Ah, I'm dying. Admit. Wait, hold on. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, I'm laughing at my old Jack. Hey, Jack. <laughs> what? Ah, I can't. Hey, Jack. <laughs> If he has a Walkman in his oh, hand right now. Hey, Jack. Do you want to listen to my playlist? <laughs> Jack, do you know what that I is? just dropped this. Yeah, it's, it's a record. It's vinyl. Oh, wait. Do you want to? I don't know. Hold on, wait, because I don't want y'all to see me. Hold on. Oh, God. God. Hold on, wait. But, Jack, look at what I have. No, wait. I'll answer this, Jack. I do own a record. But yeah. this is just something I did at the Roots Picnic. Can you guess? The only record that I have, and I got it off of eBay. Lil Kim. I'll give you another guess. It's always your second choice. Destiny's Child. All right, hold on. Look what I got. Now, I don't know how we got here, but I do own. Oh, goodness. He does own. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. I do own. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Survivor or vinyl. Oh. Someone must have gifted that to you. No, I got off of eBay. <laughs> Do you have a record player? I don't. But yeah, I got this hot list for you, Jack. Uh Jack, I'll what's have to check it out? Jack, what's her name? 
You gotta hold it closer. I don't know. Are you kidding me? What's her name? Okay, what's her name? You're just trying to embarrass me. What's her name? That's Are not Beyonce. Okay, that's Beyonce. Yeah. I didn't want to guess gonna, and be wrong. We you know, were going to be on the pod. <sighs> All right, Jack. You well, didn't know that Beyonce was in Destiny's Child? I thought she was, but I didn't want to say Beyonce and have you be like, what? <laughs> Beyonce's in Destiny's What? <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, listen. Uh, we'll be at LA next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be <laughs> getting our. We'll be singing up our iPods for yeah. Jack. The entire uh, party. They're just gonna be playing throwbacks and looking at me like, you know this yet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Caution, just put on some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all right. But thank you guys and LA. We'll see you next week. By Jackery Wendizi. Peace. And that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News of Season 44, Episode 2. And if you enjoyed this audio podcast, bang, bang, you definitely would enjoy watching the video. So make sure you head over to YouTube, Bryce Isaiah, subscribe, give this video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments. And as always, if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that is bamboo, palm leaves, and idols. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants.